I'm Dennis Mahato, amateur radio call sign AD6DM, and this is the Hamden Thoughts Podcast. This is a podcast about amateur radio, prepping, software, and tinkering. In this episode, I am rejoined by Charlie, November Juliet 7 Victor. Charlie is also known as Red Summit RF on YouTube, where he hosts all the All Portable Discussion Zone and various other gear tests and summits on the air adventures. He's also well known for his tireless scaling of elevations. He's a Morse code master and even got his wife involved in radio adventures, and she's activating peaks as well. Let's catch up with Charlie today. Stay tuned. Hey, Charlie. Welcome to the show again. How's it going? Hey, Dennis. It's uh, going great. I feel like I need to call you uh, Adam for some reason. Adam, yes. Because <laughs> you remember your call sign. Everyone, Everyone does. Everyone calls me Adam. It's, that's yeah. just how it goes, man. I, I think I'm cured of it, though, now. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Despite there being many more Adams that have shown up. Yeah. <laughs> still gosh, Adam. thanks for having me back, man. It's It's been a long time since inception, right? Yep. It's been a while. Um, I remember when I started out this podcast and you were, you were like encouraging me. You're like, oh, that's great, man. Keep it up. And yeah. I had no more topics. I had two episodes down and I had no more topics. So I was like, well, maybe I should pull in some of my friends and, and do an interview. And for those of you in the audience who don't know, I w- you were the first ever Hamden Thoughts guest. And uh, I'm just glad that your stuff has taken off, that you've been very active and that you continue to, uh, to produce things on YouTube. You have a, a podcast and all that. More than a year and a half later, here you are again. Welcome back, man. It's, it's great to see you again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's good to see you again, too. It's been a while since I've uh, had a chance to talk with you. Yeah, even even in uh, the uh, JerryNet, the JerryNet's kind of the JerryNet uh, Slack group is kind of yeah, dead. Yeah, the it? JerryNet Slack group has has become just kind of a dormant entity. But we're still we still have uh, spikes of activity every once in a while. Yeah, someone will throw in a question or talk about some horrendous weather or something like that, and everyone will pile <laughs> in again. But I, just I, thinking I about the past, I, I'm thinking about all the guests have been on, that have been on the show, and. There have been some that have totally just disappeared, like altogether. Yeah. I know that folks have, I interviewed one person last year, I think it was, and he managed to, how do I say this? He managed to get offended by everyone that we were involved with together. Oh, no. <laughs> and huh. just dropped off the scene. and. Yeah, it's 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 and, hard uh, to have staying power. I mean, uh, aside from you know having a thick skin and and uh, not uh, getting offended with whatever, yeah. uh, just just being consistent and uh, having may, having the time to continue what you know with your projects, is, it can be hard sometimes. Yeah. Family is really important. You've got to make time for family, and well, sometimes 
if anyone should know right now, I, I've been, uh, off the air, quote unquote, not, not ham radio wise, but hamdom thoughts wise for about two months now. Yeah. So the last episode was like in the beginning of January and I've, uh, I, I took a vacation. So I kind of tweeted about that. I said, uh, hamdom thoughts is on hiatus right now. And that's all it took. All it took was just one break for me, for the whole momentum to be stopped. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, I was into February already. I was like, Oh, I haven't scheduled anything with anyone. I've reached out to people, but it hasn't really panned out. And here I am, no episodes for a month now. And then six weeks, I was like, Oh man, I better get back into this. It's been a while. And then, you know, yeah. Even went on a few live streams, people asked, when's Hamden Thoughts back again? And I was yeah. like, uh, well, so, Even at lunch today, I, I was talking to Dan and Brian at lunch, and Dan's like, when's he coming back? And I'm just like, well, <laughs> soon. But uh, I get it. I get it. It's, it, can be, yeah. it can be tough, right? No, I mean, life happens. And so for those of you out there who are in ham radio or you have your projects, your endeavors, your even if you want to go on YouTube or start a podcast or anything like that, uh, just know that, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's fine to go at your pace. And that's what a lot of the ham community has told me because I had questions that I put out there. I was, I used to be every week. I I can't imagine now how I did that, but then it became every two weeks. And then I was like, Oh, I'm thinking about taking a, a little break here, you know, maybe release every other week. And everyone said, Hey Dennis, just go at your own pace, you know? Just just yeah. make it uh, something that you like doing. I agree with that 100%. So, yeah. Which is a testament to you because you are very active on YouTube. You're, you're producing videos all the time. It seems like you're more passionate than ever at what you're doing. So, I, know, I mean, I there must be a fire there. Or it's like what I was saying earlier, the, the momentum thing. You have a huge momentum going right now. And I hope that you never take a break. <laughs> personally <laughs> yeah you know i i don't know what it is because i've been i, I had a goal to to scale back a little bit and uh, just put out a video once a month and then do a live stream uh once a month and so that was like an every other week thing but it's been turning out to yeah about every week or so and then sometimes they'll all be like all together i'll have like two or three videos and then i'll take a break for a week or whatever but it's certainly a lot busier than i thought it was going to be but there's just a lot out there. I just, uh, there's a lot for me to, that I, I want to share. And so it, as long as there is, I guess I'll keep doing it. Uh, you know, as long yeah. as it doesn't interfere with family and stuff, it, I'm lucky because I'm an empty nester and, and my wife is supportive and, and, uh, into, uh, ham radio a little bit now too. So it's, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Lots of, a lot has happened since you were last on the show. So your YouTube channel, I remember when it was in the early stages, like a few hundred and we're like, we got to get you up there, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we started. I started spamming your your channel to everyone I knew, and everyone else in Jerrynet was like, "Hey, check this out." Then you got picked up by the YouTubers bunch. Yeah, that, that kind yeah. of spiked your your uh, subscribership there because everyone started realizing, "Hey, it's really cool watching this guy. We, we better get another." That was kind of Adams doing. Oh, really? I, I, K6ARK approached me and says, hey, you got to hop in with this group. And I'm like, yeah, let me do it. Let me get in there while, while the getting's good. Yeah, that was cool. And then then you started the uh, All Portable Discussion Zone with right. APDZ. Yep, 
and uh, that's your live stream with W7BET, is that right? J-E-T. Jet. J-E-T. And, and I had him on there, KC7MSU, MSU. right? MSU, yeah. Yeah. And from there, all, all kinds of great discussions about operating remote, portable, in the field, lightweight, hacked together antennas, very tiny radios, different keys. Then you started a series on paddle reviews, which I thought was huh? really cool. These portable paddles. It's not just any old heavy, you know, 10-pound paddle, but you, you're reviewing these really tiny ones that you could take up on a mountain. Among those, I remember particularly the Bama Key. And oh, yeah. That's my favorite. The Stainless Steel Unbranded Key. Those two stood out. Because I love keys that look hefty, like rugged looking, like they could take a beating. And those right. two in particular seemed like you know, they had the compromise between being weighty enough to, to be solid, but not so heavy that you're regretting taking them up with you on a peak. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I like both of those. I think that the Bama key is, uh, is the Bama key, Bama tech TP three. That one is, is kind of a more expensive portable uh, paddle, but but it's well worth the cost. It's my favorite of the, all of the ones I've reviewed. It's my favorite one. It, it just feels great. And then as far as a low end, when I think that that's probably right there, the uh, the unbranded uh, Chinese paddle, that's probably right yeah. there as far as a, a low end. It's one. funny too, because I never saw I never saw that before. And I was like, wow, that, that one looks intricate. And then as soon as I looked for it, I saw it everywhere. Everywhere, right? yeah. It is everywhere. <laughs> like, there are so many of them, <laughs> like so many copies of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So if anybody, well, anybody listening here, if you have a, a, a paddle that you'd like me to review, please let me know. I have, I don't know, probably three more in my uh, arsenal uh, coming up. And then if I don't have any more, then I'll probably start going to um, some homebrews that I have in mind. I want to do some homebrew, uh, uh, make some, and then review the, the, the build you know, out on the field, like I do the other ones that are, that you purchase. So it'll yeah. keep going for a while, but, uh, I'm always looking for, for, uh, uh, you know, other paddles that I don't know about, uh, of course, keep it to, uh, the portable type, right? Like you mentioned, I, I don't really do any of the, the ones that you set at home on. Yep. I want you to do an activation with the Bama key. And then when you're done, you say, thanks Bama key. <laughs> All right. I'll do it just for you, man. <laughs> I don't know if That's anyone funny. got that. Cue the <laughs> cue the sad trombone. <laughs> All right. Well, what what else is going on with you? What you been up to lately? Well, let's see. I'm always up to something. Uh, as my my wife can attest to that. Uh, so the most recent thing was the QSO Today Expo. We had this Kumo space they call it there, where we had uh, people just dropping in, and uh, it's it's really interesting uh, lounge they called it. It's a, kind of a Basically, like what we're doing right now, it's kind of like a Zoom-ish type thing, except for much smaller video and every, and you can move around and talk to people if you're in their proximity to them. And it, it turned out great. I, we had a little section for for summits on the air, and we had a, a, a off and on a, a large number of people that we were interacting with. Uh, Steve WGOAT uh, was in there, and and uh, Dan was uh, KC Seven MSU. And uh, a few others. We Dan, who you know, AI Six XG was helping out with that. 
Oh, okay. And uh, it was cool. We had some good visitors. We had, you know, who Julian is right. Julian, yes. uh, who, who doesn't, right? OH8 uh, STN. Mm-hmm. He popped in and we were, it was like a, a unicorn spotting, right? <laughs> we were able to talk to him. It was great. Wow. And and uh, Vince from uh, VE, you know, VE6 uh, LK from the Ham Radio Workbench was there for a bit. Uh, so that was fun. It was, it was just kind of getting together with some people that uh, we knew uh, online and, and shooting the breeze with them. So there's that. And let's see what else. I've, I just finished up my CW Ops advanced class. And uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, uh, CW, CW Ops 3. I guess. I don't know. It's the, it's the last one they offer. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I, that uh, people are telling me I need to take and uh, get through the 30 words per minute or whatever <laughs> it is. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I remember. Who was yeah. it? Uh, NN7M, Ryan was. Uh, he was in my class for the second CW Ops class. And then he was the guy that I was always like, ah, that guy's so good. Why, why does he have to be so good? I, I feel horrible. <laughs> I feel like I can't do anything. Uh, but he went on to be an instructor, and I interviewed him here. Wow, that's And that's then cool. he was saying, yeah, you, should, you, you need to take three. It, it will really help. And I, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So... How was it? How was the, the advanced class? It was class? good. It was good. We had, had a good instructor and, and uh, the, the students that were there with me were all fun and, and uh, the instructor made it fun. So it was a good time. Um, I missed probably more than I should have. I kept forgetting <laughs> because it was, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was out doing summits a lot of times. So, and uh, oh, so you just I missed probably, classes because you were too active yeah. doing CW. Yes. <laughs> doing other things, right? So I don't know. So I don't, I don't even know if I passed the class or not. I guess I'll see if a certificate comes, but, but, uh, I missed probably four or more classes. So, uh, I think the instructor at one point said he dropped me and then added me or something, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all, you know, like we've, we've talked about before, it's all about just ex- getting exposure to CW learning what you can. And, you know, if I have to take it again, I will. So. Wow. Well, I would think that you would, ha- you wouldn't have any problem in that class, but they do go pretty fast. I heard. They do. It's and and in that class they focus on head copy, so it, it make it's it is kind of a little harder mm-hmm. than uh, than the intermediate was. So uh, I I had I was struggling a little bit. Yeah, I mean I it's, and then you, uh, you have to get a member to advocate for you, right? For you to become a CW Ops uh, member. Yeah, yeah. Member, well, and I am right? actually. Oh, you are. Yeah, I got the uh, I got nominated and and uh, you know I I was able to get to work. I was up to 27 words a minute or more at one point you need to be at 25. And then I was nominated and, and, uh, you know, so I, I was inducted cool. a lifetime member. Nice. Yeah. What is the, it's called CWT, right? I just yes. can't remember what the T means for their weekly, uh, like practice it's, sprints. It's just a test. It's a CW, CW test, test, but they, but it's more of a sprint. Yeah. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what, what got me in. I was participating in that regularly. And man, those guys can fly. It's yep. uh, what is it? Uh, Wednesdays they but do it, it three isn't times. Everything pretty much set up in the in software. So you're basically just hitting buttons and entering what you hear, but uh-huh. you're not actually sending at the whatever forty five words per minute that they're doing in there. Well, <laughs> some people do, but I was sending mine. Oh, I mean, okay. I was sending about twenty seven and. Some do and some don't. I don't know if they have the capability, but I, I would imagine people are actually actually are sending that fast. Yeah. In the initial classes I went to, we were encouraged to just try to be good with head copy and understand what 
the call signs and the names that we were hearing. And we would have, what is that software again? I already forgot. The software open where we would just send. Is that Rough C? No, it's the other one. The one that's logging as well. Oh, uh, what is that one? I can't uh, it remember. It starts with an N. N1MM? Yeah, N1MM software. And then you'd get the call sign, you'd write it in, you'd write in the the name, and then I think their op number if they had one or what yep. state they were in. And then you would just go to the next, and then you would submit the log from that to yep. to prove that you were you were part of the CWT. So I was like, well, if this is all just software and it's sending for me using a wind keyer, then I, I feel a little bit ripped off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I would I feel have, like I, I need. Do. I feel like I need to be, you know, using my key and, and responding and stuff. But then when I first joined those those CWTs, I was like how are people sending this fast until someone explained to me that, yeah, that's, that's computer generated for the most part. And huh, I didn't know that either. I thought that everybody was sending themselves, you know, with their hand instead of with a computer. Yeah, that's, that would be impressive. I, I don't know if I'd want to send that fast. No one would understand me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever encountered that on a soda activation where someone's just basically sending you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel Riddy, <laughs> where you can't understand it. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I mean, there's a couple of people that actually chase me regularly, um, and after a while, I got used to the way this guy that was sending his call sign, and he would run together the uh, first letter and the uh, and the number, so I could never ever understand what he was saying because he never put a space in there. I finally figured out who he was, and and got used to his fist. So I, I mean, I still, if I, if somebody else were to listen, they probably wouldn't be able to copy it either because he just ran his letters and numbers together. But, uh, for the most part, I just say just one or two people is all I've ever run into that way. Mm -hmm. I've heard, uh, in some of your videos where they are actually, it's the opposite. They're like at, you know, 12 words per minute or something like that. And yeah, and, and yeah. I just, try to slow down for them. You, 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 you sit with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I try to. Sometimes you I, slow down as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need to remember to do more spacing rather than slowing down. Sometimes slowing down is good, but I think most people who learn Morse code, they learn it with a, at a higher speed and this more spacing. And yeah. so so I just need to, I mean, sometimes I do turn down the speed, but but I more often I should probably try to just space it out more because that's that that's probably more helpful to people. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, I, I fell into a, a SKS, the, the SKCC oh, yeah? sprint. I was like, what is this? This is, this is insane. And then the waterfall was full. And I was like, well, since it's so active, I might as well get it. But I don't have a straight key. And uh, right now my, my rig is not set up for side swiping. So, you know, my confession here, I just sent it with the electronic here. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> just what? to make a contact with someone and, and test my ability. And I, I totally butchered it, even with the electronic gear. So I need to pick up one of those J38s or one of those, you know, straight key type desk keys. Yeah, and, I just I just purchased my first straight key coming uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Never had one until then. So I got it from uh, what was it? C.W. Morris, mm -hmm. American made. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. So are you a quadruple mountain goat yet? <laughs> yeah. You are? Uh, yeah. I oh am. my gosh. <laughs> I, uh, when I interviewed a, you, you were triple mountain goat. 
Oh, wait. Oh, quadruple. No, I'm not quite. Sorry. No? Okay. No, triple. No, no. Why did I say? Why I got triple and quadruple mixed up. No, I'm not. Gosh. I'm at uh, 3,400 right now. Oh, okay. So, so I've been cow. going slower, you know. It's uh, it's not. It's all about the fun now instead of the points. So. Mm -hmm. I I would have been amazed if you if you cleared another mountain goat in the time <laughs> since we've last talked. Yeah, that's insane. That well, that's that's doable. A uh, year and a half, yeah, you could do it. But I've been going slower, so it's it's uh, pretty normal a uh, year and a half to do it if you're if you're committed. Okay. If you're regular about it. Yep. I mean, I still have a goal. I mean, I do. I try to do four activations a month and I've, I met that goal last year. I missed it already this year, but by one, but I'm still going to try to make it, make it. So, but it's not like, you know, every time I went out, I had to get three, three summits and they had to be 10 pointers. I don't do that anymore. It's, you know, they're smaller and, you know, just whatever's fun. So none of those power, like multi-peak adventures that yeah. K6RK does like 24 hours and 12 peaks or something like that. They're, they're fun <laughs> to do, but I really just enjoy sitting on the top of a mountain and spending more time trying to, to work people. You know, it, it, it used to be where I, I, I just, I'd only set 10 minutes max on three different bands. And then that what was like 30 minutes plus uh, tear down and, and set up. So you're on the summit for probably less than an hour each time. Mm -hmm. And I hit, you know, th three or four summits in, in a day. And that was, that was the goal. I don't like that anymore. I don't, I don't enjoy it. I just enjoy one summit, maybe two and mm -hmm. uh, just sitting up there and, and, and talking to a bunch of people or you're making contacts with them on, on CW. That's, that's where it's at for me now. Nice. Yeah. Slowing it down a bit. Yep. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, I don't know no. about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that old. I feel old sometimes. So when I'm climbing up those hills, I feel really old. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, your, your channel has, has a wide variety of things. You do kind of the tests of different things. Uh, I saw one of your videos where you talk about this quote unquote standard connector. You're trying to find out or explain all the different connectors that we have for antennas. Uh, I was wondering in your latest soda climbs uh, have you kind of standardized on your gear at this point or are you still always bringing up something new and giving it a try up there yeah well you know that's the thing that's something that uh, is kind of new for my channel when i first started out i was just doing soda activations primarily and uh, i would just talk about whatever i was doing at the time and in every one of those activations it was the same antenna the same radio but yeah, recently, I don't know, it's like last six months or so or more, I, I've started to talk more about different gear. I've tried to bring up different gear and test it and see what it's like. And I've really kind of, you know, expanded what I, what I operate with. And uh, it's even, you know, the last month or two, it's even gotten more so, you know, I've, I've, uh, tr I've tried, I'll, I'll be trying a new transceiver uh, that from uh, Radiotity, a loaner from them. On, on my next activation coming up and so that's gonna be pretty cool the x6100 oh so, okay yeah i've heard a yeah. lot about this lately yeah so there's that and then i have a bunch of stuff from pactana that i'm going to try out uh so you know i used to be just my own stuff but now i've got some loaner stuff and i've purchased some good some some good uh new gear and i'm trying it out and and uh, doing videos on them so nice. it's kind of changed a little bit what i've noticed too is that you like to bring along folks or have uh, yeah. have people that you even interview 
on your channel, just in general? Yes, that has changed too. Yeah, I mean, I've did a little bit of that early on, but but uh, the longer I've, the more the channel's grown. I've I've wanted to bring on guests because the it's fun to have different people on to kind of get their perspective on on uh, activating and and it's just good company and people want to come along. So it's it's yeah, that's that's something that's changed a little bit too. I've, I have more guest guest appearances from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any interesting stories about that? Just any uh, cool guests or. I don't know, epic failure interviews or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it can never be an epic failure. <laughs> no, it, you know, I, I don't know. Every single person I've gone with, I've really enjoyed their company. Um, I would say, well, first of all, I have some friends out in Georgia. Uh, I go out to see my son and his family out there once or twice a year. And I've, I've really got to be friends with uh, Doug uh, and 4HNH. He has a YouTube channel, in fact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, RBN, uh, it was his last, what is his, uh, Robert. And I, I can't remember the first part of his call sign, but it's RBN anyway. And, and a couple other people. And every time I go out there, we go and, and do a summit and, and they're just really nice. So there's that, I would say as far as close to an Epic failure, but a real challenge and a memorable, uh, activation would have been the one with the K sick, uh, what is it? K are you in Gaston's call sign? What is it? K KT one. Are you in? KT1 RUN, yes. Yep. He and I did Elephant Mountain, which turned out to be an extremely difficult uh, hike. And in fact, uh, we had to, t- to go uh, down yes. a different route. I remember this. Up. It, it was, was like you had, I, was it that it became more technical than either of you were expecting and you had to oh, basically yeah. rock climb? The last part yeah, of it? We were, we were scrambling up the last little bit and we were looking behind us and thinking if we had to actually come down this p- portion, we would probably fall to our deaths. And so we're like, wow. Gaston says, you know what? I, I've been up this other way, part of the way. I didn't make it to the top. I know we can make it back. Let's let's uh, do an alternate plan here. And so we, on the fly, did a different plan and, and went out the, a different way. It uh, turned out to be good, but I, and I'm glad we didn't go back the other way. Whew, no way. Wow. He's a little distance from you. I know he's also Arizona. Yeah, uh, he's in New River. Uh huh. So, but yeah, about an hour away. Seems like uh, I I like his channel a lot. Yeah, me too. I get, he I get has a great lot stuff. out of his channel. Yeah, he inspires me uh, gear wise, and that was yeah. a, a thought I had in my head earlier. Um, you know, with all the gear, and you were talking about the new things you're trying out, like you're going to try out a, a brand new radio this this next trip. I've been kind of regressing in my radio operation, not so much HF nowadays. It's funny. I've been moving to more toward my tech license area. Interesting. <laughs> so I've been doing everything VHF lately and UHF to some extent, but getting into packet, high-speed mm-hmm. data over VHF and experimenting there and also working in like, the 2.4 gigahertz for Arden, that kind of stuff. So I've been, I've been doing a lot in that area. Well, you know what? That's, there is a lot of things you can do with two meters or with just just with the VHF UHF. I enjoy it. Sometimes even with what I do, I will only do a VHF UHF operation. Uh, So, you know, I've done some, it's really fun doing two meter sideband. I've done that several times on a summit. Uh, it's, it's fun just being able to have to not to just, uh, pack a very light handheld and not have to worry about all the other gear. 
and uh, yeah, yeah, the packet sensors. But a, a lot too. of my gearbox building type stuff, uh, or not, what did I say? Gearbox, go box building type stuff and preparations and packs and even battery builds have been centered around uh, deployment with a VHF UHF type radio. And it's then, you know, our talk about Gaston and the, his latest videos have been very similar because he just recently made a pack for, for doing packet. I think Winlink. Winlink's awesome. APRS yeah. with his mobile, with his Yesu mobile. That guy is so smart. He, I mean, he's a programmer, so he, yeah. he, some of the the, the uh, systems that he puts together are just incredible, and, yeah. and, and I'm jealous. I can't <laughs> wait till he comes out with that uh, MCOM Tools release that he's been working on. But yeah. I've I've just been inspired in that direction and have been going into the, purely in the tech realm. And I'm thinking I'm not exercising any of my extra privileges right now. I'm I'm purely in the the tech area. So. You know, for those listening that are like striving to get into HF or get their general ticket or their extra ticket, there is still stuff I'm learning even today that my tech would have sufficed for. I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by what you can do with a computer or a Raspberry Pi and a simple HT and a sound card. There are so many things that they're capable of. And in that in that scenario, it's also cool because it's very easy to pack. Those kind of tools will, you know, it's a mobile rig, can get up to 50 watts or 80 watts in some cases. Small sound card. They got the new Digi rig. Do you have one of those? The the little tiny cube that is like a signal link that super shrunk down. No. Digi no, rig, I haven't. sound card, and uh, Edfong roll up J pole. USB cable and you're good. I just supplement with a Denko battery and I am I'm good to go. I can gotta have the Denko man. <laughs> yep, gotta have it. So, what do you have planned for your channel? There's so much going on there. I was scrolling through all the videos you've done. You've got like three thousand subscribers now, and just it just keeps going. All the posts. Yeah, well, so I, I'm I'm sure you noticed that my playlists are topic driven and uh th there's usually i usually have on my on my main page rough usually four different topic driven playlists usually parks on the air summits on the air uh the the, the paddle uh review and then the live streams that i've done but i have other playlists that i just sometimes don't have that are up there uh there's one on on my on on antenna builds and works works you know whatever's on my workspace, that type of stuff. Sometimes there's, there's other ones out there, but those are the main ones that people seem to be most interested in. And so um, more of the same, probably in those four arenas, as I mentioned before, I'll probably do more of the paddle stuff. I, I am trying to do more parks on the air activations. People are asking for that. And actually Jason, uh, ham radio 2.0, Jason suggested that I do more. I'm still trying to, to, I guess, get my feet under me with that one. Uh, because it's different than than summits on the air, and uh, I'm trying to figure out what people like uh, uh, as far as parks on the air activations. It's 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 probably not going to be my uh, a cup of tea to just go and record a whole bunch of QSOs and then put that up there. Although that was my last activation, I, I've really got to do something to make it more interesting than that. And so I'm still trying to figure that out. I do have a lot of people wanting to see more sideband on parks on the air, especially. 
So I'll probably try to accommodate that a little bit. And uh, so let's see what else. So, so more reviews probably than, than I have in the past. And then also I'm thinking about doing a soda introductory video playlist. So K7 ATN up in the, up in the Pacific Northwest has asked that I consider making some videos for people who are getting into soda. And we know Chris N1CLC, he does the, uh, he has like the 360, you know, has, I don't know, there's six videos or something like that on, on that very topic. And uh, so I know those are still good and, and applicable, but I think I might go a little bit further in depth and also maybe respond to some questions and stuff like that. So that may be a new playlist that comes out shortly. Uh, and I then also- a, I got a great name for that. What's it? What Summits it? on the Air Crash Course. <laughs> okay. What do you think? <laughs> well, Crash Course has kind of been taken, but maybe. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds good. Kind of, that, you know, I learned by Josh watching you all. I learned by watching you all. And so like yeah. uh, when I, when I first, I did my first soda with, uh, with Rex, uh, by then I had watched all of you do it so many times that I, I just kind of uh, surmised what I needed. You know, I needed a battery and, and a light rig. And I, I ended up bringing my, uh, my mag loop instead oh. of uh, a wire antenna. Because I've seen that done before. The uh, the precise RF mag loop is supposed to be for soda. You're supposed to it's supposed to be a low elevation, you know, you set up on a mini tripod type thing and it's supposed to perform just as well. Well it didn't because Rex got like twenty contacts and I got like five. So <laughs> Hey, you activated um, it though. I activated, but it was you know, it was hard. And we we traded off uh, bands, so it's not like the bands were bad. We well, it was the bottom the, bottom of the sun cycle, though, right? Yeah, I'll blame that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I forgot where I was going with that. I, I, I'm just saying that it would be it would have been nice if I could have just re- referenced a playlist and just yeah. said, "Okay, I, I want to do this, but I don't know the first thing to do." And instead of spending nine months watching all your videos, all the different soda activators videos, and and kind of coming to a conclusion myself, it would have been nice to just see a quick playlist of what I needed to, to get ready, the types of, uh, safety and the, the dangers of doing it. And, you know, just understanding the different types of gear that I would need to bring so that yep, I wouldn't have exactly. made the same mistakes that I did that first yep. time. So that's what this playlist will be. It'll be a lot, uh, shorter videos, maybe fifteen minutes or less for each one, just on as many one, just one or two topics, and you know we'll see how that goes. I may never come to fruition, but that's something I'm thinking about adding. And then the only yeah. other thing is is another live stream. Believe it or not, I just keep piling on myself, but I want to keep <laughs> the uh, the all portable discussion zone live stream. But I was thinking about adding another one, uh, a different show uh, for a couple of reasons. There's a uh, I just like, I think it'd be cool to just have some, some live streams just where I pop up and I just say, Hey, I've been thinking about this. And, and the people who are watching just kind of get some feedback, uh, just on specific topics without any guests, just kind of impromptu, uh, that type of thing. And then also the, the, a lot of viewers are asking for more CW. And so I don't know, in some somehow I need to kind of focus on that. It seems, it seems like people are asking for more of everything though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always an area that someone is, uh, is I want to see more of that. I would yeah. love to see all three of those ideas just uh, yeah. expand. But where's the time, right? You should do Mailbag <laughs> Tuesdays. 
Yeah, to supplement uh, to <laughs> Mike's uh, Mailbag Monday, right? Oh, wait, there's another one? I, I was just recommending that. I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, Kate MRD has Mailbag Mondays, and I love that. I love is, that format. Me too. It's, it's kind of like the same idea. format of um, of the HRCC podcast, except it's not five hours long, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so um, I mean, anyway, that's, you know, there's so many ideas I have, but uh, we'll see what happens. Just stay tuned, I guess. Yeah. A lot in plan. Well, like I say, um, you have a great momentum going. It's the same th- concept as what killed my podcast for a little bit here. My momentum stopped when I went on vacation. Uh, hopefully get the ball rolling again, but I, I hope that you do get these things going. That would be great. Yeah. I'll be there at the premieres. Good. <laughs> so you have uh, all these things coming up, or at least in planning, uh, where do you want to see things on your channel or even in, in just general, your social ham projects in, in two years time? What do you, what, do you, what do you want to see things like? Uh, honestly, I'm pretty happy with where my channel is right now. You know, uh, as far as that goes, um, recently I, I was a guest on uh, ham radio live. I don't know if you, you know, yes. Larry from ham mm-hmm. radio live, mm-hmm. But I really admire Larry and his attitude about his channel. Uh, like him, I don't really focus on the uh, channel matrix metrics a bunch. I just want my channel to be a place where people can come and feel encouraged and inspired to do more with the hobby. And so obviously, uh, more subscribers means more uh, influence, right? So I, I mean, it would be good in that regard, but I'm not really focusing on the subscribers as much as I'm focusing on helping as much many people as I can. So in two years, I'm, I'm just hoping that the channel is, is uh, more influential as a place to go for people who want to, uh, to get involved in the hobby and find information. I hope I don't reach burnout by then. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope you never burn out. I mean, yeah. it, it seems like you found the good mix where you kind of let yourself off the hook, right? You don't really, pressure yourself for numbers or for a production uh, schedule or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's not my full-time job. You just yeah. put things out as they inspire you, or if you, you, you're very active outdoors, so it's always an opportunity to turn on that camera and, and show people what's going on and what you're doing. And then you got, there's, there's always something new in the world of even Morse code. There's always something new could inspire someone to, you know, pick up this certain paddle and operate yep. more. So there's there's a lot of stuff there too. So I think you have a good formula. Yeah, like like a lot of people say with other areas of their lives, it's I've I've learned and benefited more maybe than anybody else uh, in this channel. The number of people that I've interacted with and the the things that I've learned is just it's just amazing. I I can't believe where I've come in the last year and a half. Not from the channel perspective, but my own personal knowledge an attitude about ham radio and uh, just I have some very firm convictions now about things like like uh, Larry, you know, back to him real quick. He's just really a contagious guy as far as up, being positive and upbeat. And I just want to be that way. You know, I, I feel like very strongly that my channel should be a positive channel and no negativity and just uh, welcome everybody and, and do what I can to help. So, yeah, yeah. A thought just came in my mind. If you were very negative and politicized, maybe you would have like a million subscribers right now, 
right? I might, maybe. <laughs> but that's not the goal, is it? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> so are there any uh, like personal projects you have going on, like builds or antennas or, or you know, yeah, off, uh, off I do, grid actually. projects? What do you got yeah. going? Well, this is right up your alley, maybe. Uh, I am uh, working on a solar system installation. Oh, and nice. uh, it's it's not anything grandiose or anything My like that. My favorite topic. I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, this Saturday, in fact, it's it's all going to be put together. So it's really cool what what's happened as far as my whole goal right now is to just be able to power my uh, rig, uh, my home equipment, and then maybe maybe a fridge and a light and a fan or something like that. Not not too much, right? And mm. I don't want it to go into all the whole rigmarole of, of uh, wiring it up in the house and all that. It's, it's very simple. So I have two 250-watt panels right now, and I can expand to four later, but I just got two. And it's amazing here in Arizona. I've got, I got the first panel for $25 and the second one for $50 used. So, wow. so, I'm, so I'm in $75 for the panels. and then for 500 uh, watts of panels? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. And then uh, I have four 100, 100 uh, amp hour batteries, and I spent $20 for those. What? Uh, Where'd you right? get those? So I'll tell you, I, I can't reveal the whole thing here. Okay. But what okay. I will tell you is that, that uh, a friend of mine uh, who, who had connections with a, a friend of his uh, has connections with a data center. And the data center swaps out their batteries before end of life because they can't afford for them to die, right? So, so these batteries that I have, the battery that I have, the four that I have, are 50, they, they're supposed to last 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. but, but the data center swaps them out about seven. Mm -hmm. And so I have four uh, batteries that are from a data center that they just gave people, gave my friend. And he had a whole pallet of them. He had like So still a lot of good life to them. Still probably another five to seven years, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's that. So that's the battery bank. And so uh, I, I, I have a car charge controller for, I think I paid, I, I got a nice one. I think I paid 200 for it. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. pretty, pretty nice one. And then um, I, I'm, I'm deferring on the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, the uh, DC to AC, what do they call those? The inverter. Like the inverter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have one in, in my, uh, to buy cart for Amazon for about three fifty, uh, but I'll I'll uh, buy that a little later. But how many watts are you looking at there? Um, it goes all uh, for the inverter. Yes, I think it's I can't remember. Actually, I'd have to bring it up, but uh, enough to to do what I want to do. I know that I went through mm -hmm. all the, the numbers and stuff like that. So, um, but Saturday I'm going to take down my antennas and uh, before it gets too hot. And do the repairs on those. I'm gonna I'm gonna replace the coax in them, and when I run the coax back through uh, into my house, I'm gonna also run the the cable for the from the from the cell the cell what are the solar panels, and get those in here and get everything hooked up all at once. So I'm kind of redoing my antennas and putting the solar in, and it's again really simple. I'm not even gonna tie down the solar panels to my roof. I'm just going to lay them on the roof because yeah. people, have, people have said that they just sit, even with high winds, they just sit there just fine. So. Yeah. Well, at uh, 250 watt panels, those will be heavy enough that basically your house would get blown away if, if there was enough wind to move those panels, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, you know, I have that, I, I don't know exactly how much wattage we're going to get in the end, but with those four batteries, 
you know, that's hundred, that's what, 400 amp hours. Uh, yeah, that's, that's plus, sizable. Plus the uh, two solar panels. So and that's, so, uh, you're doing that in a 12 volt, 12 volt yep. setup. So yep. you're, you're going to have about uh, five kilowatts there, kilowatt yeah. hours, I mean, of, uh, of sort of stored up energy. So it won't be too bad. Yep. And so all that for $300 at the moment. So nice. it's not bad. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. When lucky. I was uh, thinking about building my Winlink gateway, I already had a shack that was powered by the sun. So, I, you know, it just depended on how frequently I was using my, my radio, which at that time was not that often. So I had all this extra energy. And so when I was thinking about the Winlink gateway, which would be 24 seven on just ready to accept connections from the valley. It added another uh, idle 0.5 amps of draw from this. Uh, it's a small 100 amp hour setup, yeah. and it's powered by a single panel. But this uh, this setup also powers my freezer, my uh, 12 nice. volt DC freezer. So if there's ever an ex- as well, yeah. So if there's ever any kind of uh, extended outage at least i still have my chicken nuggets right? that's right it's, well i mean and, and the ability to charge your cell phone and yes and whatever else you know it's it's i feel really blessed that i have the opportunity to have this uh, solar system put in yeah. even though it's it's a humble system um you know it just gives me some peace of mind because yeah we don't know what the, what direction the world's going in and it's nice to have so so here's the big question because yeah. you're in arizona is this system capable of powering an air conditioner it is not no, no? you would you would need probably oh man you need a lot you probably need 10 or more batteries probably well i mean that's for a, like a whole house you're AC. talking like a, a wall system you know just like a, a portable yeah maybe it's possible i suppose i probably have to put another uh, couple batteries and another couple of solar panels i would think i remember one time you mentioned either in slack or somewhere you had a power outage during the day in yeah. Arizona and I was like, or at night. And I was like, man, that's gotta be uncomfortable. Well, it was during the day too, but at night, remember it doesn't cool down to under in the midsummer. It doesn't cool down to below a hundred degrees until uh, two or three o'clock in the morning. So yeah. we're above a hundred degrees in the afternoon easily. And so, yeah, I was like saying that I wanted at least a little, uh, like a little fan to blow yeah, some air yeah, and circulate. Yeah. And that, that'll easily do that. And maybe more. Yeah. I had that, a, an outage here and it kind of stressed me out. I was thinking, uh, was it an out? No, it wasn't a power outage. It was a, our AC busted when it started huh? to get hot in 2021, right in the beginning of summer. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh. And you know how it was during that time. It was very hard to get any kind of. Yes like service for anything fence blew, blew down you'd be waiting months to get a new fence up mm-hmm. um ac I, I didn't know what would happen how long it would take before an ac tech could come out here and just take a look at what the problem was and so i just panic bought a portable uh, ac unit and i would figure some way to get that huge vent hose to my window and you know, at least it would cool my room, right? There was no one else in the yeah. house during the day. I work from home. So it's like, it would just be, I needed to cool my room during that time. And then right after I did that, I called our favorite HVAC folks and they said, oh yeah, we could be there this morning. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I actually don't need this item. 
<laughs> but, but at least you had it. That's cool. But yeah, it, it just, when things like that happen, especially with weather that is extremely uncomfortable, it just makes you think twice. I think uh, Tom in 3WS is also, he just went through something harsh with his uh, snowstorm recently out there in oh, the yeah. East Coast. And now he's he's been prompted to build out a whole solar power setup because his generator was being tested during that, oh. that extended outage. But it's expensive, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yes. it's, I mean, three hundred dollars is unheard of. I, each battery is around what seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars, yes. right? So that's yes. the four thousand in, in the batteries is what I have five for five dollars. I have or for twenty, I, I got four hundred, four thousand dollars worth of batteries. Yes. So that's and then the panels, it's it's just yeah. I think the whole the whole oh, setup man. would be close to five six thousand dollars, yes. right? Yes, if you were building that all new newly bought stuff. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's the big thing. Uh, I also have that, uh, what is it, the USDX five-bander uh, rig. Uh, a lot it, of people have been talking about this lately. I, I saw well, you and Dan chatting about that too, right? Was yeah, I don't, you I don't have it in my hand, but I have it ordered, and that's coming up. So I want to I build that and try it in the field. That'll be fun. Well, okay, so I know very little about this, and I'm pretty sure most of my audience as well. Tell us about this rig. What, what's special about it? Why is everyone buying it? I, I think Cam Radio 2.0 said that he wanted to do a group buy of this as well. Yeah. Well, that's what I was a part of was his group buy. Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, if Ham Radio 2.0, Jason says, uh, let's, uh, this is important, we, we want to get this, then I'll, I usually uh, say, well, he, he knows what he's talking about. So partly it was just influential. Uh, he was influential in me ordering it, but it is very hard to come by. Uh, the, you have to, they usually only release every so often. It's uh, a transceiver that was developed by a couple of guys is uh, Guido uh, PE1NNZ and Manuel DL2MAN. They they came up with this transceiver and they ha- they they kind of have an agreement with like three different distributors. I got mine through RO uh, RO Waves, I think it's called. But uh, <clears throat> it's a five watt five band transceiver. I think the special thing about it is I if I understood. If I read correctly, it's a sideband as well as CW. It's multi-band. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, sorry, multi-mode. Which multi-mode, yeah. Which most of the time, in fact, I've never. I don't really know how. I, I rarely see, if ever, that uh, is a multi-mode uh, that you can do. You know, QRP transceiver. So I think that's the special part about. Plus, plus, just how hard it is to get. So. So is it a, is it a radio that you buy? Is it an appliance, or do you, is it a kit? You can either option, so you can oh, buy so it. Oh, you as, can actually buy, buy it as, as a kit as well. Okay. I think most people are buying the kit and putting it together because it's made to, like all the SMD parts are already soldered on, so it's it's made to be a a kit for like a beginner or an intermediate, so it's not that hard to do. Uh, you can buy it new, uh, already assembled, and then like Adam, he bought one, but he just bought the uh, the board. He didn't buy the enclosure because you know he has a new fancy yeah three D uh, printing uh, 3D printer. So yes. <laughs> he's like ah, who needs an enclosure? I'll he's going to make, make this fancy one. Yeah, he's going to design it himself in uh, Fusion three hundred and sixty or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bust out yep. his own case and sell it. <laughs> exactly. That guy's crazy. Crazy um, good. So, what are the five bands? Forty through ten. Uh, they said it's going to be let me 40, 30, 20, 60, and 80 right now. Oh, okay. So the, the low bands. Yeah. Yep. 
but they were i said that they also i read that they were going to come out with uh, in an, in the future one that had uh 15 17 and, and maybe one other mixed in there and drop some other ones i i can't quite remember sorry but it's it it will have other other some of the higher bands in the future so but right That'd now it's just uh, those i honestly i saw chatter about it i've seen people in live stream chats also mention it but i have not even googled it so i i knew nothing about this i just assumed it was another kit and i have a a stack of kits right here beside yeah. me that need to need my attention so i was not yeah. going to tempt myself with another radio or kit you're a better man than me because <laughs> i have a qcx mini still needs to be built and exactly. a fitx still needs to be built i have so. a qcx mini that i i even post about it like i would say about 6 months ago i posted about it maybe maybe after that no yeah it was maybe november or october and it's just I don't know. I, I was on a kit building frenzy for a few months after Pacificon and then it just stopped again, the momentum yeah. thing. And then because I think it's because the QCX mini was so involved, it had like this funky wine that you had to do for the main mm-hmm. toroid. And I was just like, I got to do this right. I got to do, I got to take yeah. my time with it. And then that just was enough to stop me. And There's so, a guy I'll do them for you though. You can pay him to do them for you. Who's that? I like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay anyone to do it, but well, I'm curious I, I, who would do that. <laughs> there's a guy that actually has a business that does that. And I can't remember, uh, interesting. I can't, I'd have to, you have to, maybe I'll send you the link and you put it in the show notes or something. I thought but, you were just going to mention like Adam. No, no, this guy, he, he does it. He, <laughs> oh, he, he'll okay. charge you and he'll, he'll uh, wind your tour rights for you. And it's not the smoke and ape either. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Well, he just did a video on toroids, toe yeah. toroids as he calls yeah. them. I just had a thought too. Uh, Pacificon. So I went to that. That's like our local ham fest here out in the West Coast. It's not that popular. Um, not many folks were out there, but I did meet Ham Radio Dude and uh, Chuck, KK6USY. And I vaguely recall seeing pictures of you with the YouTubers bunch. Which which uh, meetup was that? What ham fest was that? Let's see. I haven't been to a ham fest with them. I actually, uh, the dude, I've actually been with him on an activation. We did we did a soda activation together, but separate from that, we had a. I think it was in August. We had a uh, YouTubers meetup or a YouTubers yeah, campout. That's maybe in, what I'm thinking about. It was in California, uh, over by Reno. Well, it was south of Reno. Wasn't it and, Yosemite? And that, did you guys go to Yosemite? Yeah, we went. We were in Yosemite and okay. in that area, yeah. Levining areas where we were camping, and uh, yeah, we had uh, Chuck was there and and. Uh, uh, tank radio and uh, ham radio 2.0 and yeah there was quite a quite a number to, uh, it was something that adam put together he was he he uh, planned it all and then he brought all the food and then he made us huge sandwiches that were like i don't know five <laughs> inches thick that were we had to lug up the ch- it was anyway he's a he's an amazing sandwich maker i'll tell you what oh guy, wow he kept us very full so it was a good time yeah yeah that's cool so are you planning to go to any ham fests or or meetups yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, so it's my turn to plan the YouTubers campout. I we're doing a campout uh, coming up in a few months here in Grand Canyon. We're going to camp in the Grand Canyon and then do a kind of a tour of northern Arizona and do a bunch of poda and soda. That's going to be around the uh, weekend of the get out get, uh, get get on the parks on the air whatever it is. What's that program called? Get your park uh whatever it is. People who are listening know what it is. It's, uh 
get get your parks on the air, I guess I'll call it, but it's something similar mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that coming up, but then also I'm going to, for the first time, I'm going to go to, to Dayton or to Xenia and oh, okay. yeah. you know, go there and, uh, and see what that's all about. So I do, I'm going to try to just stick to one uh, ham fest a year and one meetup a year. So mm-hmm. that, cause they're, they're expensive. So, yep. Yep. But those two are what's uh, on tap for this year. Does it, uh, to camp in the grand Canyon, does it take a permit? Do you need a permit for that? No, you just need to reserve your campsite. And okay. then of course you, you need the entrance fee to pay. You have to pay your entrance fee, but yep. no permits are required. No. Cool, man. That That's really cool. It should be a good time. Yeah. You'll be at the bottom of the canyon. You guys are going to hike down? No, I no? don't think we're going to do that. Okay. I mean, if people want to, they can, but we got to camp up on the, on the South rim campsites and we'll, and we're, it will be in the park. So we just operate POTA all day and night if we want. And then, do some day trips and, and we'll be there and people can do the touristy thing. And, and there's plenty of time to hike down if they want, but I don't think anybody's going to want to do that. It's going to be the summer. It's going to be too hot for them to do oh, that. Yeah. Because yeah. a little known fact, the bottom of the Grand Canyon is the same temperature as Phoenix. Uh, so in, in the summer, if it's 110 in Phoenix, it's going to be 110 at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Wow. So Yeah. And when you're going to the Grand Canyon, you get the colder weather, like if, especially if you go to like Flagstaff, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And stuff like that. It's, it just, you feel, you get this false sense of, Oh, the weather's fine out here. And then you, you head down to yeah, the Grand Canyon think- or to Phoenix itself. And you're just like, okay, this is Arizona. This is what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just flaming hot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. When you were in Levining area, did you do a soda there or was, Oh yeah. Which, yeah, we did. which mountains did you do? We did a bunch of them. Um, I, I actually can't remember all of them, but I can remember the one was Gaylor Peak. That was the one that was right just inside of uh, of uh, Yosemite. I did that one with N1CLC and uh, uh, is it K6TNT, I think, Javi. But we kind of separated from the rest of the group, and that's and we did that, and then they went and did some other stuff. But I think we did a total of three summits, soda summits, and and like five parks on that trip. Okay. Yeah. And, and one of them was a, one or two of them were drive ups. So it was, it was, cause uh, there's, cool. there's a mountain there, uh, around the Lee Vining area, uh, in California. That's dear to me. It's, it has an indelible mark on me. It's Mount oh. Dana. Oh yeah. Mount Dana. Have you ever been um, on that mountain? No, I, and one CLC, Chris has done that one. And, and we were talking about doing that one, but we didn't. Okay. Um, we didn't do that one. No, it's that, that one's a bear. <laughs> That's a 13,000 foot peak. And yeah. I took my, I've said this in previous episodes, I've done a beginner's mountain cor- mountaineering course many years ago and, uh, got altitude sickness on that climb. And so it was supposed Yikes. to be like a four or five hour beginner's mountaineering course that turned into a 14 hour trip because of me. And my, my delirious, slow self trying to get <laughs> up and down that mountain. And so, um, yeah, there's a very special place in my heart for that mountain. And if I, <laughs> if I ever see a video of someone activating that mountain, I will be totally intent in just trying to map out all the, the landmarks well, that I remember in my slow climb of that mountain. Um, yeah, I, Chris recorded his uh, ascent of Mount Dana. Yeah. So. There's a certain, well, we did this, I, 
we went this roundabout way because there is a way you can walk up there, but we went the other way because it was a mountaineering course where we had to use ice axes and ropes and all that kind of stuff to prevent from sliding down off of the glacier. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, that summit, it's right across the road from the one we did. The Gaylar Peak is, is and mm-hmm. uh, Mount Dana are probably, I don't know, a couple miles from each other. Mm-hmm. They're just across the road from each other. Yeah, I, I, so I was looking at that the whole time thinking, you did that one, Chris? Oh, wow. <laughs> but you did it yeah. from the difficult side, huh? Yeah, we went up the side that tests your skills, and then uh-huh. we walked down the other side, which is probably the path that most people take. Right. And it would just be a hike. But either way, I mean, that's why I, once I cross the 10,000-foot mark, I get pretty wary of what's going on because I'm like, am I going to get altitude sickness again? You know, I'm... I guess yeah. I, I'm a sea level dweller, so I'm going to be. I think very it's more hereditary. My wife, she uh, gets uh, altitude sickness every time we go above ten thousand as well. Yeah, there's something about that elevation because as soon as I w- we were heading back down, as soon as I crossed the ten thousand mark, I started to feel better, and uh, yeah. where I could walk normal again. But that's a time for uh, a story for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So just final thoughts. Um, this is a more of a general question I had for you. I mean, what, what are your thoughts right now on the state of ham radio today? Yeah, well, um, I would say we are in the best time we've ever been in for ham radio. And I know people that be out there disagreeing with it, with me on that. But I mean, if you think about all the things that we have that we didn't in the past and just how far we've come, there's, there is more to do in the hobby. There's more to tinker with. There's more capabilities. There's a broader spectrum that would interest more people. And, and it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a great time to be in the hobby. I, I love it. I mean, we didn't have soda and poda back then. I mean, you had people that did mountaintops and stuff like that, but it wasn't as big a thing. And, you know, we didn't have little, you know, radios that you could hold in your hands, a deck of cards, and uh, we didn't have WinLink and and just just the, the the vast number of things that are out there that we didn't have that we do now is is such an exciting thing. You tinker with them all and and, uh, and learn so much. It's it's a it's a good time to be in ham radio. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And we have such a huge number of people that we can ask questions to now too. It's. Yes. Uh, I know that I like to bag on social media and pretty much try to stay disconnected from it myself, despite my Twitter account. Uh, my Twitter account's very <laughs> purposeful. I'll say yeah. that, but I try to avoid social media altogether, but I'd say a positive thing that in ham radio that has come out of that lately is just the ability to connect with so many other hams and learn so much more. I had no one in the nineties and the early two thousands, I, I would run into hams here and there and they were going through the same struggles as I was. They were like, well, I don't even know what repeaters are close by. And that was the extent of it. You know, that there was no, there was no digital comms among my sphere of, of hams. There was, there was no, no concept of, of doing worldwide communications. Uh, most of my peers were also technicians, so they were, they didn't have the fancy, Radio. So I, I had no, and every time I went to an HRO, I was just daunted by the, the desktop HF radios. Like, uh, I remember this one radio, it's called the Earth Station. I forget who made it. I think it was by ICOM or maybe Yesu. But I saw one of those 
at an HRO. And it was just sheer number of knobs and buttons and displays. And I was just like, I have no idea what this even does. Like being in the cockpit of an airplane, right? Yeah, I'm a ham (laughs) and I have no idea what any of this does. I don't even know what that number means. You know, and I'm pretty sure it was set to like 20 meters in retrospect. But (laughs) I was like, what does that even mean? You know, I, I was, I was completely lost. Unfortunately, back then, the people, the salespeople at HRO were not, uh, you know, very personable. So I, I just didn't feel like I had any venue of learning or any way of, of asking folks. Uh, and so it was very difficult. And so I agree with you. Nowadays, and all you need to do is like jump into any of the number of discords or Slack or YouTube live streams. And at the same time, uh, everyone is, is uh, discovering things as they come out and they're trying out new things. And then you got folks like, like Adam or like uh, N6 ARA who are making things, right? They're, they're creating these, these new ways of doing things and miniaturizing things that we, we thought we already figured out. And, <laughs> and I, I just get blown away every time. I load up Twitter and I'm like, what? That exists now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably am on, on social media a little bit more than I should, but I, you know, I, I kind of have to, just always questions and always new things out there. Like you said, I got to keep up on it. So I probably hit, uh, I hit probably five different discord channels or, or whatever they are. And then uh, two different slacks and then uh, Twitter and then the other accounts, not so much Facebook a little bit, but yeah, it's, and, and everything has its own little flavor and, and I learned something new from different things and yeah, it's just so much information out there. It's almost too much, but, uh, if you want to, if you want to learn something, it's out there and you can figure it out. Yep. And I never thought that I would, uh, I would actually be contributing to that. I thought I would just be asking all the questions all the time. Yeah. Well, you are. Yeah. yeah, The ham radio, this, this podcast, then my circle of people that I interact with love this podcast and, and, uh, enjoy it. And of course they wish that you came out with more than, than you didn't, than you have recently, (laughs) but, but you know what, I don't, I don't fault you at all. Um, but, uh, it, it is great and I hope you continue with it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's, uh, there's folks that are definitely interested. So they're, uh, interested in being on the show. I mean, not just interested in the podcast overall and, so things will happen in 2022. It's just, uh, it's kind of like Denko batteries. I just can't uh, commit to a actual schedule of when they will be delivered. <laughs> and you do you, man. That's, that's, that's perfectly fine. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, uh, we're over an hour now. So uh, is there anything else you want to say or plug or give advice about before we close here? Uh, I would say uh, you know, I think we've pretty much covered most everything. I, I would just say, get out there and try stuff and, and, uh, just get involved somehow in ham radio. If you're struggling, uh, find somebody who can be a mentor either through social media, YouTube, or even at a, at a physical club. But I think that's the real key to making, uh, your experience in the hobby meaningful is to have somebody, whether it's a virtual person or not or a virtual person, a person through virtual means or not, you know, just, I would say, just don't get discouraged and find your niche. There's gotta be something there for you, whatever, 
sparked your interest to get involved to begin with in ham radio? I think just kind of pursue that and, and take it down the rabbit holes that it takes you and, and uh, see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. I've been finding a lot of uh, joy and satisfaction from uh, live in-person meetups lately. And I think that's a side effect of being locked down for so long. But yeah. I was ready to throw in the towel when it came to live meetings. But now I make the effort. I drive the you know half hour, one hour away to 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 find the groups that are uh, having meetings, and I found that it's it's been very enriching and a lot to share. And there's just something about it that's I don't know. It's hard to describe. Just being yeah. in the presence of another person and talking about a common interest like ham radio, and yeah, it's more. It's there's some disconnect. Uh, some interactive disconnect when you're on like a, some sort of virtual meeting being in person there, there's just something there that uh, is, is missing otherwise. And I agree, you, you know, you, sh you, I don't do a lot of in-person meetings, but the clubs, you know, I, I, I attend every once in a while, but I like meetups for lunch and, and smaller groups. I just, I, I really enjoy, you know, getting together with people. It also softens our outlook. I personally think this is me getting philosophical now, but I think it's a lot easier to get polarized and emotional when it's in front of a screen. And, you know, when you're reading things is a very filtered and distilled version of what's going on. And when you actually just get to see the person, like there, there are folks that I would have admittedly, I would have, uh, not so good impression about from their online persona, but when seeing them in person, it would be, it would be like a 180 degree turn. And I'd be like, well, this person is just trying just like me. There's, there's no, there's no difference here. Really. It's just, we have our opinions, but this is a, this is a flesh and blood person who is pursuing their hobby in the happiest way they can. And so yep. it, it just, I, like I said, it, it softens my outlook by being around people. Yeah. And it makes things more positive. That's the thing I always try to promote to last, last comment is keep it positive. Uh, you know, there's so many things that we experience in life that have a negative influence on us. We don't want to be a contributor to somebody's, uh, all the negativity that's out there. Let's, yes. let's try to be positive and, and, and make a change in or, or help somebody to, at least have some positive experiences in their lives. If so, just keep it positive and, and uh, you never know how, how it might affect another person. Yes, exactly. Well, Charlie, it's been great talking with you. Thanks so much for being on the show again, resurrecting you're, you're basically uh, jumpstarting my podcast again, just, <laughs> just as you did a year and a half ago. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, man. And uh, good luck on your soda. Is that tomorrow that you're doing yeah. it? tomorrow yep. yep good luck with the new rig and uh, looking forward to the videos as they come we'll be in contact on slack but yep. uh yeah thank you so much for being on it's great talking with you thanks it's been a pleasure talk to you later all right i'll say seven three i'll catch you later
You've been listening to Hamden Thoughts by 8060M. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you again next time.